Brandon, you want to know something? I want to know. You're one in seven billion. Can you believe that? You want to know something? You're one in seven billion. Aaron, you want to know something? You're one in seven billion. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about how you are unique and how you are real and authentic and God has created you in a beautiful, beautiful way. Let's dive into it. to another episode of the Monday Mindset. This is episode eight. My name is Aaron and this is Brandon and we are excited that you are joining us. Brandon, it never, never gets old, man. God, Getting to say, hey, episode eight last week, so it was a lot of fun. I got to talk and hang out and just really got to look at three things that can change your life. This Today, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. As always. I'm ready to go. I'm ready too. All right, Brandon, as always, got some questions for you to get things started. Let's just preface this. I don't know how I feel about this question. All right. I don't know how I believe about this system that I'm about to talk about and we're going to spend some time with. I'm a little nervous now. What Enneagram number are you? I'm a number two. Okay, let's just pause right there. What in the world is an Enneagram? Yeah. Isn't it a weird thing? So Enneagrams came through, I don't know, what, two, three years ago? Yeah, I heard about it like two or three years okay. ago. Okay, let me talk. Let me let me just give some, give some context here. The Enneagram, for all those who don't know it, I'm sure you know. I'm sure people know, but they probably really don't even know what it is. So this came from one website that we did our Enneagram test from. So the Enneagram is a personality system that aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want and need. Mm. The Enneagram defines nine personality types, each with its own set of strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities for personal growth. Your Enneagram type reveals what motivates you on a very deep level and illuminates the path you must take to achieve a higher level of self-actualization. That's a fun paragraph for you. That's real fun. Monday <laughs> diving morning. into it all this Monday morning, morning <laughs> just diving into what Enneagram is. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to Monday Mindset. <laughs> there we go. But Monday Mindset, just to throw it out there again, we exist. We are a conversation that offers reflection, encouragement, and next steps to kickstart your week and our week. And today it's all about you and mm. me and how unique we are. Enneagrams. Just let us look into ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Look into the soul just a little, just a little bit. bit. So you're number two. Yeah. So tell the listeners what in the world does a number two mean? I'm a helper. A helper. Yeah. I like helping people. That's Go nice. ahead and tell them. Go ahead and gloat. Who else is a number two? Jesus. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no I'm, uh, I, yeah, I'm a little proud of this one. I'm a big fan. I'd say everyone really is. Yes. Not you really need to self-reflect, but uh, someone that I was super happy about because it'll show you like people who are number twos, and uh, Mr. Rogers himself, Mr. Rogers, number two, Fred Rogers, the goat. Mm. Oh my gosh! I almost wore a red sweater today. You should have. <laughs> should have. Fun fact, man. We're actually going through. I'm trying to get my three-year-old 
to like Fred Rogers and Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Yeah. We're trying, and I just keep throwing it on there. He just does not seem very interested, but I'm hoping and praying yeah. that he's going to keep, on, oh, keep yeah. on. It's such an interesting show. Anyways, yeah. I do great. So number two, so a helper. All right. Yeah. Tell the people what, what that means. Uh, it, I mean, it means pretty much what it says. I, I like helping people. Uh, I love people. Um, it means that I want to uh, help people reach their goal, uh, their max potential, um, and that I, it, pretty much anything to help them um, get from one place to another in their life. Yeah. Um, which is pretty funny. We talk about next steps. Right. And that's one right. of those things that help people. Uh, but uh, that and then, so I, I was kind of like looking up like some of the strengths, the weaknesses, things like that. And man, they're pretty spot on, honestly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm actually just going to pull up a couple here uh, to share with you all that I looked up with the strength and weakness. It was funny. I pulled it up and it was Mr. Rogers' face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, let me let me go through some of these here with you. So, uh, some of their strengths are supporting and encouraging those around them, ability to naturally recognize the needs of others, okay. to have a warm, a loving, and positive attitude, uh, persistent and dedicated to the task at hand, and drive to get to know other people. Uh, that one right there, I was like, man, I, I'm such a people person. Yeah, like that, yeah that, like, man, that hits home. Yeah, and then the weaknesses, uh, these hit a little too much at home. <laughs> no. uh, seeking and needing approval from others. Yeah, I'm words of affirmation, yeah. too. Like, that's my love language, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it kind of yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, being perceived as overbearing at times. Uh, difficulty recognizing and acknowledging their own needs. Um that one right there is probably the biggest one for me as a helper uh, because I think that a lot of times um, that with with helping other people and I've, I'm walking through it and I'm sure we'll talk about it is, man, I rarely help myself. Like I rarely yeah. took care of myself. I wanted to take care of other yeah. people, but not me. Yeah. And uh, man, that's hard going through. Like that's really hard to look at yourself yeah, yeah, in the yeah. mirror and uh, and walk through that. But yeah, that's, that's some of the things that the helper does is some of the things like their strengths, weaknesses. Um, and so it's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. What about yeah, you? I can definitely see it. I can see a lot of those things in your own <laughs> life. So I was a little surprised by this one. I didn't know that this one was one of them. I always called myself a seven. I always say, yeah, I think I'm a seven. And I can't remember what a seven is. I was going to say, what's the seven? I, I don't know. I can't remember. Is it is non peacemaker? I always get seven and nine. Yeah, so. it's not Peacemaker. Uh, seven's all about adventure, or maybe it is the adventure or something maybe. like that. Um, pretty much like lives just seeking for the next thing, gets yeah. bored easy, all these things. Um, so I always heard I was a seven, but there was like relational was a big part of it. Turns out I'm a three. Mm. I'm a three based on everything. And based on this test, I take, I'm a three. So a three is the achiever. Now... Let me just tell you, I told you before, I was just, just before this, I was watching a sermon on all about the Enneagram number three. There's a church, Sandals Church actually did a whole series on the Enneagram numbers. And basically he broke it down into scripture. And dude, it was not looking good for the number threes most of the time. <laughs> when everybody's hitting on it. Like it's not looking good. No. So we have this great desire to achieve. 
Uh, so a couple things, want to advance the world and will sacrifice almost anything for the feeling of success or the definition of success. Uh, vigorously pursuing tasks, becoming utterly absorbed in the pursuit of attainment, but they will not choose a task in the first place if it promises rewards and brings proceed, or if it does not, um, threes like to stand out. They have a burning need to be admired and see life as a game where winning is emphasized. I cannot tell you how many times in the past six months I have said these words, what's the win? Yeah. And I'm like, I just need to know by definition how I am successful. That's, a, that's crazy. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, so this is some good parts. Threes are enormously adaptable. Uh, they love, I love, they love aligning themselves with people and projects that matter. So really caring about the end, uh, with the end in mind, threes are competent, hardworking, get a lot done on the flip side. Their interest in authenticity is low. I thought that was a big gut punch. Putting on the right public face and maintaining a successful image are more important to threes than developing good relationships and listening to their own genuine feelings. That one, I don't know about. Yeah, I felt a little rough. You're really relational. Here I am trying to defend myself with that. I don't no, know about not. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm winning in relationships. <laughs> yeah. That's a lie. I'm definitely winning there. <laughs> what threes are selling, the rest of us are buying, and they certainly know how to wear a mask and make a good impression. I was like, come on now. Come oh. on now. It was tough. All right. Well, that's our episode of Monday. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I was like, man. And in this the sermon I was listening to, you remember the, the rich young ruler who came up to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit the yeah. kingdom of God? Yeah. And Jesus tells him, he said, follow the commands. And he said, you know the commands, you know, when he went through them, do not murder, do not cuff it, uh, be, be sure to respect your mom and dad, and, you know, going through the yeah. whole list. And he said, yes, Jesus, all these things I have done. And then the, Jesus tells him to go and to sell all of his possessions, everything he's had. And we always thought about that as like, oh, he's rich, he's prosperous, he's, yeah. he cares more about his, his finances mm -hmm. than he does about the kingdom of God. And what this pastor was talking about was really... It was his definition of success that he was asking yeah. him to get rid of. And I was like, oh, oh no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You see how that flipped? It was yeah. like, that was, he was reading it into it as that that was the definition of success for that person was his possessions, his prestige. Yeah, makes his, sense. In that yeah, time, yeah. in the context, that was like God's blessing yeah. or the idea of God's blessing. But he said, go sell everything you have wow. and then come follow me. Wow. And essentially what he's saying is lay down all of your your thoughts about who you think you are, all of your successes, all the maybe the, the businesses you've built, all the success that you've had, and just say, Yeah, put it all aside and come follow me. Like, what? Yeah. What? Come on, man. Come on. I couldn't wow. believe it. I was really, I was like, I was resonating with every level of this in a big way. I used to coach basketball. Mm-hmm. This hits hard for me too. And I know like if right now we just busted out into a game of Uno, I know oh, there's man. aspects of this that you're like, I think you've got aspects of this achiever as well. Oh, for sure. Probably what do they call it. Because I don't lose. What do they call it? But that's them? just because I beat you a lot. No, no, no. That's not right. That's not right. You see, here I'm the winner. I'm like, no, I don't lose either. 
Somebody's got to though. No, the uh, what do they call it? Wings. Yeah, my what, wings are three. What is that? What is a wing? I don't get it. It's on a bird. Um, <laughs> I think no, I think it's like what you're supposed to surround yourself with or something like that. Not a hundred percent sure. Really? But I but I think that's it. So are they saying like for a three, wings are twos and fours? I believe so. So like, but not like a wing for me isn't seven. No. And what was the other? I think two was the next one for me. I think two was high for me. Yeah. There's a Fred Rogers coming out of me. Just a little. You just want to win. <laughs> I just want to win. <laughs> that's all I want to do. Um, but I think it's really, really, really cool. So there is this thing called wings. I don't really get it. I don't really understand yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would have to dive into that a little bit more as well. But I think it's like the people you need to surround yourself with. I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, gotcha. Um, so us doing this together, man. Hey, here we go, winning. man. <laughs> We got our wings. We got our ready wings. to fly. Oh my goodness! So we're winning. <laughs> now, some people, some people I have seen that are, they're like all about the Enneagram. Yeah, as if it is set in stone. This is who I am. Yeah, because this is what this test told me, and I feel connections on every level that they've said. Yeah, and it's like, yes, this is who I am. So we're gonna have some fun today. We're gonna be talking about this idea of authenticity. The, also balancing it with your uniqueness, and then here comes the the tension, becoming like Jesus. Yeah. How does all three of those things work together? So, how do you take your personality, authenticity, and uniqueness, and connect it first to who God has made you to be? Yeah. So I, I would say um, realizing that we're made in the image of God and knowing who God is. Uh, and really finding out who we are by knowing whose we are. Yeah. Uh, so really seeing those attributes, and like you said, the personality, the authenticity, and the uniqueness, um, I think just seeing that how special we are. I think that so often... You are special. Uh, you're special, man. <laughs> I think that so often... <laughs> you made me smile because I'm a two and uh, <laughs> words of affirmation as well. So thanks, man. Uh, but no, I think that so often, though, that honestly we're super, super hard on ourselves. And like even reading like these sayings, it's like, oh man, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And seeing them as negative, I think a lot of times it's easy to shift who we really are to fit something else. Yeah, and, that's so good. Uh, it, but in reality, it's accepting who we are, but becoming the best version of us. Yeah. And so for me, I, I think just taking... Uh, those sayings, I mean, mm. your personality, yeah. uh, you, you're, you're a hugger, like you love people, that's how you are, uh, and how authentic you are. One thing we talk about, I believe we talked about it in the last episode as well, is being raw and real. Just be real. Right. Be real. Right. Uh, the more real you are with me, the more real I'm going to be with you. The yeah. more real you are with God, the more real God will be to you in your life. And I believe that that is so true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also, like I said, the uniqueness. Just knowing that, hey, I am unique. Right. I'm wonderfully made. Right. I think that it, we're all wonderfully weird in some <laughs> way, that we don't need to yeah. change uh, who we are to fit society, to fit culture, and just really recognizing yeah. that. That's the big thing, right? We're, um, whenever you talk about change or you talk about you know becoming somebody else, I, I love the sayings that if you see somebody that you disagree with, or maybe they are living their lives way beyond or way different than what you ever would imagine. They said, think of them as a second grader. 
because probably as a second grader, you probably had a lot of the same interests. You were probably like, yeah, this is just who I am. Let's just have fun. Let's just enjoy life. But things change throughout culture, the culture that you grow up in that yeah. can really pull you um, from who you really are. Yeah. I love the uniqueness aspect of it. Yeah. I used to. So fun fact, got a biology degree from EKU, taught high school biology. Some of you didn't know that. But one thing we always talked about was DNA. DNA, you are genetically unique. Yeah. Of all those who are alive, who all that who have gone, all those who have gone before us, all those who are to come, you are one in seven billion based on your genetic material. Here's what's beautiful though: the genetic material is all made of the same thing. Yeah. It's all made of the same thing. The blueprint's the same. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that they are arranged is different. Yeah. And that's how you get your uniqueness, your personality. That's beautiful, and that's that's just who you are. And there's just so many things that goes right there from that course. So I love going back to that. Like, how did God create you? Well, he started with your DNA. Mm-hmm. And it's like he wrote your story, wrote who you were going to be through that. And, like, he has you with a certain personality, certain, like, cliches or different things that you do that people may get annoyed by or say that's wrong. But it's like, well, that's how God made you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, and this is where I want to take the conversation. Yeah. On the flip side of that, I believe that our culture gets consumed by the identity of who we are. Mm-hmm. Like that is it. We yeah. have this self-identity and like what you said, we have to be true to yourself. Absolutely. Yep. Be true to yourself. But you yourself are not who we're meant to be. Exactly. Or you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah. I know that be like, but that's our culture says be true to yourself. Yeah. Be true to your desires. Be true to your wants. Be true to your emotions. Be true to your feelings. Yeah. Be true to who you are. Yeah. But as a believer, this changes. Yeah. I think it has to change. For sure. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit. Um, so how do we connect this transformation of becoming more and more like Jesus? How do we connect the authenticity of who we are and becoming more like Jesus? Yeah, I, I would say, um, first off, let's just talk here, going off of what you just said, with we're all fighting for this. Be true to yourself. Be true to who you are. I'm this way. I'm going to be this way. This is just who I am. This is how I'm going to be. If we want to be like that, we're all sinners. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Yeah. And I think that we need to realize that uh, with who we are, because I think that a lot of times you do hear, I'm uniquely made. I'm wonderful. I'm this, and I just need to be me. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be true to me. We're not fighting to be me. We're fighting to be like Jesus, uh, more like Jesus every single day. So, but with that is we're all messed up. We all mess up. We're all broken. So how can I get back to being the best version of me? I go to the one who created me. If I had an iPhone yeah. and my iPhone is messing up, I'm not going to take it to AutoZone <laughs> or to O'Reilly's. I'm not going to take it to an Android store. Why? They didn't create it. They didn't yeah. make it. They don't know. They can look around and they can beat it with some tools, but it's not going to fix it. Right. They can say, well, I think it's this. I think, let's just try this. Let's just try this. And you're trying to do something to help fix it instead of taking it to the one who made it. 
my iPhone messes up, I'm going to take it to Apple. Yeah. I'm going to take it to the iPhone store. Yeah. That's uh, they know so much more uh, than what I do. Yeah. I don't, have you been to Apple store? Yes. It's a little intimidating. It's wild. Like, like it, it really is. No like, other store is made that way. I know. It's crazy. All. It's a little intimidating. And whenever I went in there and I handed them over my phone, and they just started telling me all this stuff that I had no idea about. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Oh, it can do this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. why? Oh, it's just a small tweet? Mm. And before I knew it, I began to see how my phone should function. Yeah. And what all it can do. And that while it was still an iPhone, it became a better iPhone because yes. they helped me. Yeah. And I think that that's really how it is with our walk with God. That, yeah, you're uniquely and wonderfully made. But hey, we're all messed up. We all have this thing called sin in our life that sometimes we just need to go to God yeah. and say, God, I'm broken. God, help me be the best version of me that I can be. God, I don't understand it all. I'm not going to get it all. Sometimes yeah. we just need to slow down, go to him and just say, God, what do you want me to right. do? How am I supposed to be? And I think that it's, um, it's amazing to see what God can do with someone broken mm -hmm. and he makes someone broken beautiful. He can take it and do so much more than we could ever ask or imagine yeah. with our own life. And we all talk about this saying, you must be born again, must be born again. Yes. I'm this, I, I was this way. I was lost just because yeah. you were lost. Doesn't mean you remain lost and you continue to be lost. Yeah. But now I'm found. Yeah. And it's because of Jesus. I was blind. But now I see. Yeah. So just because you are a certain way or you live a certain way, who, what you've done is not who you are. The one who defines you is the one there, who made you. Yes, I think that's, that's the point. Like, yeah. That's the big point that we want to make. Oftentimes we define what we do or, or what all these other parameters as that is who we are. I like Ephesians 4, 22 20 through 24. Put off the old self, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self yeah. created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Yeah. And that only comes from that, that born again experience that we exactly. have through Jesus. And it is this transformation of becoming more and more like him. Now we notice the transformation isn't like, we don't, our hair doesn't become like him. Our skin yeah. doesn't yeah. turn like him, right? All these things, like you're still uniquely you. You're still yeah. uniquely made like in God's image, but it's the actions yeah. that's really being called to question. It's For your sure. feelings. It's your heart towards others. That's the transformation. All those things that sin corrupts, yeah. we are transforming into the likeness of Christ and living in the way that he has called us For sure. to live. I think it's beautiful, but I think we get confused by the two. I agree 100%. And that leads to the to another thing that we want to talk about. So we have this idea of really okay, we're we got a, a really big centered focus on okay, this is who we are. This is me. I'm unique. I'm authentic, you know, I'm authentically me. Well, this is me. This yeah. is being being me. Well, the church is being called to be an authentic Jesus follower. So mm -hmm. if you really are born again, there should be a reflection of that. For sure. You should, you know, the way you live at church should also be the same way that you live 
at home. I would call that being authentic. Yeah. Are you an authentic Jesus follower? Are you authentically living the way that Jesus has called believers to live? So this is a fun fact for you. One of the biggest issues with this truth that we're talking about, the authentic self who was the old self, um, is definitely got to win over the new self. But let's get to this point. 32% of 18 to 30-year-olds, 32%, this is a recent poll of 2019, 18, or no, 32% of 18 to 30-year-olds who had attended church for at least one year, stepped away from the faith for at least a year for this one reason, hypocrisy in the church. And what it's really talking about is hypocrisy among believers. Yeah. The authenticity of the way that you live your life impacts and affects others. For sure. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of times um, we see on social media someone else's highlight reel and we try to make Sunday morning like that. I think we try to make Sunday morning to where it's I'm, uh, I'm all good, I'm all clean, I'm all close, um, and we're not really us. We try to uh, look like those who are in the spotlight. We try to yeah. look like those who aren't uh, really like us, and we fit the definition of a Christian with the uh, way that yeah. we look yeah. so often. Uh, but I think that if you were to flip the script and say, you know what, I'm just going to work on looking more like Jesus, and I'm going to be me in the midst of it, you would see so much more yeah. benefits um, because uh, you are wonderful. You are unique. Um, be it. You know, I think yeah. that so many we're, we're made unique, yet we die a copy. Uh, we try to copycat someone else. Yeah, and, and, but with this, I think that the reason for this is the, the enemy will attack it. You know, we talk about there's hypocrites down at Walmart. You still go to Walmart. I get that. Like, and I agree with that. However, the enemy will put an X on your back. There's a target on your back as a follower of Jesus, and we need to hold that up to become yeah. more like him Absolutely. every single day um, and to grow in our walk with him uh, that, hey, I'm a two, you're a three, but how can I just be more like Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Like, I may be yeah. that way, Absolutely. but God's going to use that Absolutely. to bring out how Jesus is also a helper. Yeah. God is going to use that, how Jesus, what's the number three? What is it? The achiever. The achiever. How Jesus is the achiever. And he will use that to work all things for his glory, for his good, and he'll use it to connect with people. You may connect with people who I may never connect with. Right. I may connect with people who you'll never connect with. That's right. You listening to this, watching this, may connect with someone who we can never connect with, by just being the best version of you yeah. and being the best follower of Jesus yeah. that you can be. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that it's important to stay, and you've heard PD talk about it, we've talked about it, to stay clean and close. Yes. To be close to Jesus, fix your focus on Jesus. And I know, I know it's one of the elementary things. Last episode, we talked about going back to the basics. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. But going back to the basics of asking, what would Jesus do? Like simply, what would right. he do? Right. How would he live? How would he love? How would he care for these people? What would he do in this moment? So true. And just being authentic to who you are, but as a follower of Jesus. That's right. So crucial. That's right. That's the, that's the transformation piece. So the next step 
for today and, and I hope that you've enjoyed it. Maybe you don't know your Enneagram number. No. There's a million tests to find it, but it is really cool just to see, see how a test can really yeah. speak into who you are or how God has made you. But be authentic to who God has made you. We are born again in Jesus Christ and through this we are transforming who we are as we continue to follow Him daily. And so continue to be unique, continue to be the person that God has made you to be because he wants to use you in a special way to bring glory and honor to him. For sure. We also want to challenge you this week to share this video, to share the, the podcast with somebody. I love, I love this idea, pay the fee. We are, we're just doing this because we have a lot of fun. So what's the fee? Just share it with somebody. Right. Um, get the word out. We hope that this is an encouraging word to you to really reflect that you are unique, that you are wonderfully made, that God has a purpose for you. God has a plan for you and that he wants to continue to transform you into the likeness of Christ on a daily basis. Right. Man, it's been fun, hasn't it? It's been a blast. Been a lot of fun, but be authentic, be real, pay the fee, share it with one person, text message, whatever you want to do, and we'll have fun with it. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next time. <laughs>